Previously on Steambox Versus, Bruce Leroy, the last dragon, shared the glow. The Iron Sheep broke backs and made us humble. Michio Kaku showed us how to find dark matter. Samus and Megarad led a rap battle for the ages, and we plunged into virtual reality in Ready Player One. Will Steambox make it back to Ghibli in Japan? Will the Boston Celtics dunk on us? Will the Dragon Ball Z narrator ever join the crew? Stay tuned and find out on Steambox Versus. Hi, this is Roberto. You're back with another Steambox podcast. I'm with the Steampunks from Highlander Charter School. Steampunks from Highlander, please say what's up to the world. What's up? Yes. Uh, today, we're going to have an announcement made. Announcement is coming. I need to hear all the new goods uh, from my homie. We go way back. Uh, we've, got, we've got the queen of the castle from Central Falls. Uh, I met her... Um, I probably do work at first and then again when she was running for city council. And I'm like, how is this young baby, this this <laughs> young Dominican girl gonna win city council when that's all supposed to be like the old rich white folks? Uh, I don't know, let's see how she does. She got good energy. Um, and uh, so Jessica Vega is here. Jessica Vega, hello, welcome back to the show. Hi, it's good to be here. I'm ha I'm happy that you're here. Uh, there's a difference between now and the last time you were on the show. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of differences, but one of the differences was the last time you were here because you were a city council member and then city council president right. in Central Falls. Um, you, got, you are no longer a city council member. That's correct. I'm going to ask you to maybe tell us what's up, what's new, how did that happen, but also you're engaged. You're engaged to this Mark Anthony looking dude, <laughs> right? Like this, like this. It looks like, it looks like, like whenever I see the pictures, it looks like he's dancing salsa in the, in the pictures. Uh, what's, what's this dude's name? Uh, Raul Alejandro. Raul, shout out to, uh, shout out to him uh, and congratulations on your engagement. So no longer on the city council. What's up? Uh, no longer in the city council. I decided that I needed to take a break from politics. So right now I work for full time for Rhode Island Kids Count as the new senior policy analyst. Okay. And not politics. Not politics. Sort of. I do a lot of policy work and advocating at the state house, um, but no politics for myself. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, not no longer in your future either. Probably right. I know what you're trying to do. I know that there's no, yeah. there is no big announcement. There's no politics in my immediate future. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to connect the dots. Forgive me for one second. Uh, I'm going to connect the dots. I want to hear all of your questions and I'm going to tie Jessica to the conversations that we've been having. This group in particular has had a love and romance podcast um, and they've been killing it. They have been, there's so many things that they've been talking about uh, on this podcast that people are responding to. Um, I think you had people in tears uh, at one point. So um, on the podcast. So what I want to ask you before we get there, and hopefully without any further interruptions, the question that I have for you yeah. is, um, I remember you and I, mm -hmm. uh, because we're homies, we're hanging out. We had a friendship conversation. 
Yeah. We had like a very close friends conversation where people talk about what their ambitions are and what their plans are. Um, and please stop me mm -hmm. if I've gone too far or you, you want me to just dead stop the conversation. Okay. But you and I are having this conversation yeah. about uh, about how Cicilline mm -hmm. is hogging up this Congress spot. You weren't saying hogging up. It's not like he was doing something wrong. But Cicilline was our congressman. Yeah. He was a congressman in Rhode Island. He's done some good work. I've never been a fan of his, but he's done some good work. And recently, Cicilline stepped down to take a job that really should have gone to this black woman. That's a whole nother story, a whole nother podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, but now that seat is open, the seat that you told me yeah. you would love to have. I know. Like your one career. I was asking like President Vega, but she can't be president. You know she can't be president? Does anybody know why she can't be president? Nah. It's like, don't you have to be like a senator? No, you would think, but the last dude was a reality TV show star first, so not a senator. Uh, the reason that she cannot, she is not currently qualified to become a president, and it's not about age because that's another restriction. Uh, I think it's 33, 34, 35. I think it's 35. Is it? Yeah. So, uh, so I know you got to be in your in your mid thirties, and it's not an age thing. The reason that she's not qualified to become the president is you have to be a a, a nat is it a naturalized citizen? No, you have to be born in the country. You have to be born in the country, and you were born in. DR. Are you proud of being born in Absolutely. DR? Absolutely. Okay, so what? One hundred percent. I asked her. You over there? Are you Dominican too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there like some? Are, do you guys have a secret handshake that you're about to do? You know, it wouldn't be secret if we did it in front of you. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, I have a theory that um, I have a theory that like like here's something that most people don't know, uh, and I'm gonna lay out a Latino secret right now. Uh, you y'all know tres leches? Do you love tres leches? Yeah. I I do too. Do you love tres leches? It's not my favorite. It's this jam. But we only give we only give tres leches to to white people when they come in and ask for it. It's like the Latinos, <laughs> we have a secret fourth leche. We have a fourth legend. What is it? We, we, we can't, I can't give that information on the podcast. I just want you to know if you're a white listener, you've been getting robbed of the fourth legend. <laughs> we only giving you three of the legends. So, uh, so we're, we're hanging out and you're telling me your ambitions because you can't be President Vega. Right. Your career ambitions is to be that congressman or a Congress person. Yep. And that Congress seat we thought would be taken forever. Right. But it, it's not taken forever. That Congress seat has opened. I know. So this is when you announce to the world. <laughs> but it's not. What do you mean it's not? The seat is uh, open. I mean, it's open, but I'm not announcing to the world that I'm running for that seat. Right now, you're not announcing that you're running uh, that seat. I'm not going to run for that seat. Is it because, is it because there's a political team that you're on? And um, the one person ahead in line on that political team is very successful Central Falls Mayor Maria Rivera. Mm -hmm. Is the pause in your announcement, because I'm connecting the dots, we know that you said that's your seat, you want that seat, your ambition, your dream is to have that seat. Is the reason that you're not ready to announce because Maria is next in line? No. That's that's not the reason. Well, I'm technically out of politics in general right now because I'm not in office. And so um, you're not qualified to. No, no. But it, I just feel like it, it would be a normal succession if I was to continue to climb higher. But right now, that's not my ambition. OK. Mm -hmm. All right. Y'all heard her say this. Y'all heard her say this right now. That's not my ambition. Now, 
we're going to have her back on the podcast in six months. And <laughs> if she's running for Congress. You got to raise a whole lot of money for that, too. We're going to all call her a liar on the podcast. The title of the podcast is going to be a liar. And it's going to have a picture <laughs> of her uh, right on the thing. All right. So here's, here's how I'm connecting to you. Uh, I'm going to go to you first for your question. So be ready. And I'll go this way. Uh, you guys have been having this amazing podcast uh, discussing love and romance. And I'm sorry that we're so short uh, with our group today. Um, but they were all here when you're I know. Be scheduling I know. to be here. All right. So, um, so this podcast, Love and Romance, uh, there were two things that came up big time. Uh, last week, mm -hmm. one of the conversations was about, um, is it okay for your ex to, no, I'm sorry. Is it okay for your current partner mm -hmm. to hang out with their ex? No. 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 No, you would say no. You're I would say hell no. <laughs> okay, what are you saying? Why are you, why you going to like, act like you got something to say but have munchkins in <laughs> Okay, so so no. Here's where the conversation went last week. Like One of our students was like, yeah, I think so, blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about, like, well, where's the line? Mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about, like, you know, a hug. And the girls in the room immediately, and I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not trying to stereotype. This is a true thing, though. The girls in the room immediately got like physically repulsed you could see yeah. the body language thinking about their partner their partner hugging their partner's ex like they were all like scoring like ew like hell no uh is that over the line i feel like that is over the line yeah firstly for me okay yes. I, I don't like it so that's the past that's where we've been that's a conversation that we had but the future is uh that podcast is going to discuss and you guys need to be ready for this what are our red flags Right. That's not our conversation for now. We're going to come back to that. But while we got Jessica Vega here, maybe she could give us some ideas. What are one or two red flags, things that if you're dating somebody and they do or say or give you an idea of that make you be like, oh, I, I don't think so. Or like a hell no moment. What are some of your red flags? Uh, so definitely friendship with the ex i feel like if y'all don't have like a kid together like any real reason to communicate then like you don't need to be buddy buddies i'm not saying you can't like be cordial but go to a baseball game together no that's just weird okay no movies no no hanging out <laughs> okay all right i got you no hanging out no hugs out of that all hey right. how you doing and keep it moving okay mm -hmm. got you uh so that's one red flag can you give me one more um, another red flag is you want to make sure this person is rooting for you as well. So for example, I've been in situations or previous relationships where I was in politics or I was running for office and that person wasn't necessarily supportive or really wanted me to do that. So you want someone who's going to support your dreams in your future and not try to hold you back. So whether on a basketball team, steam box, you want someone to be like, yeah, go, go do that. Go, you know, you want to have your, you want to make sure you're with someone who is going to allow you to have your own life and also have a life within the relationship. Do you guys have any thoughts on a partner being supportive? Is that important or no? Very. Why? Why yes? Because if they're not supportive, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's something they don't agree in, they still have to be supportive. Even if it's something you know you don't like, still be supportive if that's something they're passionate about. Mm. What about 
Okay, I don't want to open the can of worms. I was going to say supportive in an, as an absolute, right? Like, what if you what if you like to drink and you act up when you drink, and then they're not supportive of your drinking choices? But that's a whole other can of worms. I'm not going to go there. Uh, I know we've got a whole bunch of burning questions for you. Uh, so I'm going to start with Daniel. Daniel, what's up? Um, my top five questions got thrown out the window when you said why you didn't go to office. So I'm going to just say this. Um, who's your favorite musician? Oh, man. I love Beyonce. Love Beyonce. I love Bad Bunny right now. Um, I love Jay-Z. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. I'm a, I love rap music, but I like certain type of raps. I have no problem with the new generation, all that good stuff, but I love like the Kendrick Lamars and uh, yeah, and the J. Cole's and the Jeans. Our audience could not hear you. <laughs> say, say it again. Say it louder. I said J. Cole is valid. J. Cole is valid. Mm-hmm. Was there any wrong answer on there? No. Jay-Z. 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 Yo, I'm with you. I am with you. I have this conversation all the time. I thought we had this conversation. Jay-Z is talented. Wow. He's ugly, but he's talented. <laughs> My beef with him isn't that he's Yo. ugly. He can't help that. I'm not mad at that. Um, but uh, Chris Rock went in on his ugliness on his special edition too. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I just think uh I just think that it's real easy to write a song where you're like, Jigga, what's my name? Jigga. And who am I rolling with? Like like that's the easiest. Yeah, but that was like Jay Z in his twenties and thirties, and that's one song. Oh yeah, because he's making hits now. <laughs> I mean, the last time his last album was pretty decent. All right, I think. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm with you. I'm with you, Daniel, on that one. I would challenge Jay Z. I love all of the I other artists that Kanye before he went. Kanye bounced. Went into the get out place. Yo, is Kanye? Is Kanye in the sunken place? That's where he is. And I'm wondering what you guys think, or if you disagree entirely, and I understand that this might be a sensitive issue for some of you, because some of you grew up on just loving Kanye uh, and his shoes and stuff. Uh, so my question is, uh, A, B, or other, is Kanye uh, mentally disturbed in some way, uh, or is Kanye um, is Kanye playing us, right? Like, is he just... Like a like a toxic jerk, right? Like when you when you go at Jews and you go at other like marginalized groups in the ways that that Kanye has, uh, is he is does he know what he's doing, or is he not in control? And like his people say, when his mom died, he went nuts and all this stuff, or other, and he's dope, and I just don't get it. You know, personally, I believe the conspiracy theory that like he died once through the wire got made. After that, he's been dead for like a while. This is like a random clone of him because there's no way he became six one after that car crash. <laughs> Yo, this saying his his not just his jaw but his height changed. Yeah, he's six one now. He used to be five eight. All of a sudden, he's six one after that car crash. Who's saying that he's six one? That dude is not six one. I promise you that. I promise you he's not 6'1". I think you might be misinformed. I do like the reference to Through, Through the Wire because I think that's one of the dopest tracks ever. And I listen to it and I have a hard time because I'm like, damn, but this is the same idiot that's like out there talking mad trash right now. Uh, thank you for your answers. I wanted to make one more comment. Bad Bunny, uh, not only is he not only is he dope uh, when I listen to his music, but also like I watched that movie Bullet Train. He was dope in Bullet Train. Uh, was it a good movie? And it was a, it sucked. It was a fun movie, but it, yeah, it was dumb. You know what I mean? You know those movies that are dumb, but you watch it and it's okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but also, Bad Bunny came to WrestleMania last year. 
And I love wrestling. Bad Bunny came to WrestleMania and nobody else, right? Just me. Bad Bunny came to WrestleMania and he did like the sickest moves. Like he did like, he grabbed somebody, did a flip and then like spiked them down. Like, like stuff that current wrestlers can't do. Like top tier level wrestler stuff. Uh, so Bad Bunny's dope. Another good pick. What's your question for Jessica? Uh, does, does being the Dominican ever affect the like, politician? When you're in politics? I think it did, but in a good way because you know, growing up, being a Dominican woman, um, there are certain experiences that you have as a Latina or a brown person in America that I, if I didn't have that mind frame or that lens, then I wouldn't vote for a lot of the things I voted on. So I think that's why it's so important to have like representation of people of color in politics because not all, not all black or brown folks will understand or have their, your same experiences. I don't want to say that, but like just having that lens um, helps inform the way you move throughout the world. Central Falls is, Central Falls has a, a big Latino population too. Yeah. And you are also representing that, right? Like to some degree when shaking it up. And I know now it's a lot more diverse, right? But back then uh, it wasn't so much so on, on the council. So uh, yes, and I think that was a great question. It was. It makes me think about the audience who listens to this because it is global and it's weird. Like I still, I, some, it's one of us, right? Somebody in this, in the group who's always like, shout out to Ireland uh, because Ireland's always listening. Uh, I don't know why, but like, I wonder what Irish people know about, uh, about Puerto Ricans. I wonder what Irish people know about Dominicans. So I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask you to start and then I'm going to ask you, uh, tell us, tell, tell the world, tell the people who are listening, like what's the most important experience about being Dominican? Like when you think about I'm Dominican, what's the dopest thing that comes to your mind? I think it's just it's like our vibe. It's it's I don't know how to explain it. You just have to be there. It's the way we dress is the way we greet each other is our food, our music, um, the way we party. It's it's a very welcoming community. So it's just different. You agree. And close. And you said the culture. Uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind out of all of those things? Like if you think about food or music or anything, like what's the first thing that comes to mind? The most special part about your Dominican identity? Pastelito. <laughs> Daniel says pastelito. It's knowing that I have like a strong, I have like a strong independent family. So like knowing that I, I can talk to them whenever. Some people can't have that with their family. And then in DR, it's this beautiful place where I can just, you know, like, yeah, it's like, in DR, it's like, it's wild because, like, it's so many, like, I haven't been here for a long time. And I can say for the least that I miss it because, like, it's a unique experience for you. Being in DR? Yeah. Okay. Would you say would you say that Dominican families are tighter than than some cultures like 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 if you just have all the all the different cultures in the world Dominicans would be on the more uh tight side with the family? I would say I think that's true for like Latinos in general. And one thing that's like it was interesting to me being you know, like the older I got the more I was in like white spaces. Like for example, if for us it's not weird to have, you know, um someone's still living with their parent or their parent living with someone. Like we have a lot of like intergenerational homes where like our grandparents live with us. Whereas, you know, 
a lot of white folks, it's like by the time your kid turns 18, it was like, all right, you got to get out of my house. And it, that's just not the conversation that we have in our culture. It's like more like your parents want you to stay close. Okay. They want you to be in that community with them. Okay. Uh, your mom included? Mm-hmm. What's your mom's name? Nilda. Nilda. Shout out to your mom. <laughs> Shout out to your mom. You got to get your mom onto a podcast if she's not already. Y'all going to have to speak Spanish the whole time. You're going to have to tell, tell her mom, welcome her mom in Spanish. Oh, do you got that? Go ahead, do it. Absolutely. I mean, I got you. Uh, I do not. I cannot speak Spanish for the life of me. Word? Nobody here? Well, my Spanish is perfect. And I understand Spanish more than I speak it. So I'm I hate speaking Spanish because I've been told I sound weird. Again, for, our, for a non-Spanish speaking, for a non-Spanish speaking audience, uh, I'm going to go ahead and welcome Jessica's mom to the podcast. And I'm going to say just probably a one sentence description about this group in Spanish. So please forgive me, audience at home. Uh, but I do want to share my perfect Spanish for the audience. Uh, Los cucarachas entered. <laughs> Pero no pueden salir. Uh, what is your question for Jessica Vega? All right, so I have two questions. One of them is pretty basic. The other one, I don't know if you can answer it. But uh, well, that's the second question. Have you ever been arrested? No. No? All right. Can I ask the first question? No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what was your childhood like when you were growing up? It was mixed. There was a lot of beautiful moments, but there was also a lot of, like, chaos. Um, but the good outweigh the bad. It's all about your perspective and the way you look at things. So everything that I went through as a kid, I feel like, set me up for who I am today. Even the ugly parts. What was the scariest weapon? The scariest weapon? Like, like well, that your mom the, oh, My mom was not uh, into corporate punishment. It was more like my dad took care of that. Um, the belt. The belt? That was very scary. I caught the belt. Yeah. I caught the belt. My dad uh, pretends that never existed now because <laughs> I'm taller than him, <laughs> but I caught the belt. And I bet your kid never got the belt from your grandparents. They're like so different with their grandkids. It's crazy. Yo, never, never. My yeah. dad used to hit it against like the wall, like the wall corner, so it would hit like really loud. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I didn't know. That was enough for you. Mm-hmm. That was just, okay, my bad, I'm done. Oh, yeah, you would hear it coming. They would like use it like a whip, and you would hear them from up the hall. <laughs> I would <laughs> echo through the house and like send shivers down my spine. It was traumatic. You know what's worse than the belt? And you already said that you didn't have to deal with this, but the moms, the moms would be using the chancleta. And the thing is with the chancleta, and again, for our audience, this is basically a slipper, right? Mm-hmm. They would take off the slipper and you would think, how can a slipper be worse than a belt? Because the belt whips you, it leaves a mark. The slipper is somehow magical, right? The chancleta will go around the corner like a boomerang and follow you as you run away saying, now, now, when you go run into the bathroom, close the door and you'll hear knocking and it's the chancleta waiting for you. <laughs> It'll still get you magical chancleta. Um, that is the thing. I want to ask you though, you asked her about an arrest, and she said no, she hadn't been arrested. So just so that we're clear for our audience at home, uh, Jessica Vega has eluded the law on all of her crimes against humanity. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but I need to know where you were going with this. So if we can... <laughs> it's a random question. Let's take an alternate path. Let's say, and again, to be clear, uh, to be clear, Jessica Vega has not been arrested for any crimes, but let's say she had. Let's say she said, yes, I have been arrested. Where do you go from there? What is, why? Where, where are you going? What was your follow-up? I can't wait to hear it. For what? Why? What, what, lead, what led you up to that point? I mean, unless it was like a ticket or something. So I, like, I'm sorry. I didn't like mean something it. Something like that. Listen to small. 
I was hoping to hear something interesting. Let's take it. I bring in city council president, Jessica Vega, a staple of your Dominican community. And uh, when you look at her, your first thought is, oh, I need to hear her crime story. <laughs> no, because she's like a political person, right? Oh, and they are, they are all scumbags, right? Like, so it's just like... No, 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 that's not, that's not where I was going with this. She's <laughs> a political person. And political is like related to crime. Because like... Okay, see, now I don't know where I was going with this. I, no, now you made, you made it make sense to me. She's in politics. So. Yeah, but it's harder because it's thus forgiven to be a, poli- a, a brown or black politician to have a criminal past. I mean, I know the whole Georgia election is a little different, but like Obama had to be perfect in order to be president. Damn near. I watch I some you guys ever you probably hopefully are able to enjoy your childhood and don't have to watch politics. But I have. And sometimes I watch politics and I watch people say some things that they know doesn't make sense. They know is not true. Um, and they compromise themselves because. One, they're representing a community and they want their community to vote for them again. So even if they know it's wrong, I've seen some people say some things. Uh, An example would be uh, Bernie Sanders has already, Bernie Sanders, I'm gonna go with somebody who I actually like to show you. Uh, Bernie Sanders has talked about how, um, how he doesn't really like guns, but he knows that from where he's from, he has to take a pro gun stance because his community, his voters love guns. His voters love guns, so he has to like almost pretend he likes guns when it goes through legislation. Uh, and I've seen worse. I've seen people like deny that events happened, uh, say some really nasty things because they have to, because there's money, there's people who pay them to have an opinion. Imagine being paid to have an opinion. Um, you don't like Jay-Z, I don't like Jay-Z. But imagine if Jay-Z was like, now you like me and he paid you. And now every time we do a podcast, you're like, Jay-Z is the best artist ever. <laughs> I was scared. He's the best. Uh, he might have you sign an NDA. This is a real thing. You have contracts you sign, and then whenever you, you have to, or else not only do they take the money back, but then they can sue you. Um, so I'm wondering, what's the worst that you have personally seen? And have you ever felt like you had to compromise in a certain situation uh, with politics? I don't think I've had to compromise because in Central Falls, like the majority at that point was like Latino politicians or black and brown folks. Um, what's the worst I've seen? Politics gets very ugly when it gets personal and there's no way to take the personality out of it or, you know, that feeling of like, I've seen folks vouch for people that they knew weren't the right candidate for the job, but because they had that friendship, they went all in for that person, which I think is wrong because at the end of the day, your loyalty should be to your community. Okay. My friend, mm-hmm. you and I, you and I, we're friends, right? We, you would agree. Uh, we like each other very much. We, um, my friend, I'm going to challenge you on this one because I saw like a, like a poll on voting day, like an actual poll mm-hmm. on voting day with the pictures, right? And it's like, you have to vote for these people and you're on the poll, but there's a team right yeah and i almost feel like it doesn't matter if you agree like you you represent the team so you have to uh so the, i i wonder like if you're on a team and we have that in rhode island we have a blue team that uh, there's a democratic team that says these are the people that we're going to vote for these are the people that you're voting for these are the people that you like and now jessica if you're on that team you have to go out and be like i like these people we have to vote for these people and it takes away your creative autonomy to actually really like someone 
Now, I'm not saying that you did it because it was fake because you were on that team. Yeah. I'm not calling you fake, but I'm saying if that's the position you're in where you're on a team like that, doesn't that sometimes pressure you? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the folks that I have supported are people that I actually believe in. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What is your question? This is going to be the end of first round. We're going to do one last round. It's going to be really fast. What is your question for Jess Vega? Okay. Um, have you ever been in like some scary situations like as a politician? I don't know how to explain it, but like, has there ever been like serious situations that you like don't know how to handle it and stuff? Like, you just don't know how. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's been plenty of situations like that where you just don't know what to do within that moment. Um, so a couple of years ago, well, maybe like two years ago, we had a murder that happened at one of the basketball courts in Central Falls, and like, folks like. I felt like the reaction was swift where people were like, okay, we got to get rid of the courts. And then the community was upset. So there was a lot of back and forth there. Um, there were moments where people wrote really nasty things about me in local, one of the local newspapers, because they were upset about one of the choices that I made with immigration and protecting immigrants there. Um, and even when I was running for office the first time, the guy who I was running against, he was a big bully. So that, that sucked too. Yeah, so there was definitely moments like that. How did you show him? I whooped his ass. <laughs> Could I say that? You took the chocolate time. But, yeah. In the election. I dragged him in the polls, absolutely. Dope. Dope. Is that the way Is that the way to win? Like, is there... Yeah, that's the best uh, revenge, is to actually win. I think, um, I think my girlfriend finds me scary sometimes, not, like, personally against her, but, like, I think, like... Um, if a situation happens out in, you know, out, out in the neighborhood or something, uh, sometimes I'm really quick to be like, hold up, what? You know what I mean? And challenge somebody. Um, do you think, do you think, is that your way of saying there's a better approach, right? Like there's a, there's another way, right? Like I can, I can not only take their job, but then I can use it to, Im to implement policy and make changes in the community. Um, you talked about, you talked about your stance on immigration. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And then can you tell us uh, a little bit about, uh, I'm, I've always been fascinated with the Wyatt Detention Center because in the community that you represented, there is basically a prison mm -hmm. for, uh, there's a prison for undocumented citizens for the, for the most part, right? Or in large part. Um, can you tell us like, especially now that you're not a politician, now that you're not representing the city of Central Falls, like how does that happen where such a Latino community has a prison with Latino prison guards, some of them, uh, which makes me a little insane. Um, how did you feel about that? Was there any, like, what could you do about that? Obviously it's still there. So like, and now that you're gone, what needs to be done? Okay, so to back up how I feel about immigra immigration as an immigrant, I've wholeheartedly believe that we need to find better pathways for immigrants in general. With the Wyatt detention facility, the reason why we have it there was because the person who I knocked off um, from the council, who was the mayor at one point, made that decision to have that um, prison there. And as far as for the Wyatt, like, we don't need a prison in Central Falls. We're too small. There's these things called sacrificial communities where it's usually black and brown communities where they put stuff like that. They sacrifice 
our community to make it easier for other people to quote unquote live and make money off what needs to happen to get the line closed the state needs to get in and pay the bond holders um so we could get rid of the prison because i believe they owe like 40 million dollars at this point um so the state would have to step in and support the city in getting that shut down so we need state legislators to be also get involved i know our state legislators fight hard for it in cf but we need everyone to do it don't you think the rest of the state is happy with that prison right there? Oh, well, it's not. A, it's not in their backyard. Right. It's a little thing. So I. So I'm just saying, it seems really hopeful, but I don't know why the rest of the state would be like, hell yeah, let's take that out of there, when, uh, when it's right over there where we don't really spend a lot of time anyway. Uh, they don't want it in their backyard, so I don't know why they would take it out of yours. I. Yeah, I just. It makes me, sometimes some of those things make me feel helpless. And there's been a lot of incidents too. There was an incident where people were protesting, right? And people were like, we don't want, you know, we don't, we don't want this here. We don't want uh, our community being locked up. Yeah. And one of their prison guards was like, to hell with this. And, and drove his truck through the crowd, hitting somebody. Um, and I believe that person actually. Nothing happened. Well, that person is now in charge of like, a, a, I'm, I, I don't want to get my facts wrong. But I thought last time I heard that that prison, that person is now like a consultant on other prisons uh, and got some significant pay raise. Uh, that's what happens when you run over brown people. Right. You don't get you don't get fired. You get like a new, better job, uh, which is wild to me. Um, what's your next question? Another off the dome question. Um, since you're a politician, who's your favorite politician? Um, I know it's controversial, but I do like Obama. I do like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, AOC, of course. Um, and then I have like local politicians who I think are really dope. The mayor of CF, Jonathan Acosta, like um, Josh Geraldo is doing amazing things as a representative. So there's a lot of great politicians, um, both locally and nationally, who I admire. Who's your favorite politician? Um, I'm probably going to say Donald Trump because he released Bobby Schmurda in Kodak Black. Oh, okay. Donald Trump. Joe Biden, he's kind of like an old head who doesn't know what he's doing right now. Isn't he like the same age as Donald Trump? Yeah, he's like three years older. Exactly. Three years older. Is so Trump is young. Yeah. Okay. He's young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, send those comments to Daniel at <laughs> HighlanderCharterSchool.com. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Daniel. Uh, I find that really interesting. Uh, Obama's a really interesting place to start because on one hand, mm -hmm. on one hand, some people would, I, I'd have a hard time arguing against him being the best president of our generation. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time just because there was so little that I got from other presidents. This, I can tell you why uh, I dislike Trump. I can tell you why uh, I disliked uh, Clinton. I could tell you why Bush was trash. I could tell you why, uh, in just my opinion, not Steambox, not these students, um, so, so on one hand, he's the best of, of a generation opinion, but also on the other hand, I wished he had done so much more. I, I wish that he had addressed immigration because one of the things that I hear and the reason a lot of these people are locked up is uh, a lot of people are like, well, why don't they just do it the right way? And I'm like, what right way? Like you didn't do it a right way, right? Like you did, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, that a lot of people who are born here think that there's a, a right way to go through the immigration system when the immigration system is filled with so many traps, mm -hmm. so much red tape policy, bureaucracy, that you could do it the right way and be waiting for years and years and years and years and still not hear answers. 
Um, and then their ancestors, the people who say this, mm -hmm. like they just came off a boat and just walked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, walked up onto our indigenous people's land, mm -hmm. walked up onto our indigenous people's land. And they got the nerve to be telling us mm -hmm. that our families need to do things the right way, which is wild to me. Uh, so I wish that Obama had done more to address that. I appreciate your question. I appreciate your answer, Daniel and Jessica. Uh, what's your uh, last question for Jess Vega? Uh, um, yeah, for, um, what did you, why, is there a specific reason why you went into politics for some time? Um, yeah, because I feel like poverty, a lot of poverty is man-made and poverty sucks for obvious reasons. And I just feel like, you know, I don't have, humans don't have the power to control everything, but we have the power to control policy. And if we get good people in there, then we can make a difference in the world. And that's why I love politics. And I love politics and policies are very two, de two separate things. But I, I love policy because I feel like with it, you could create some really powerful impacts on a lot of people. What was the biggest difference that you saw in your time in Central Falls? And as far as like changes that we made? Yeah. Um, I think participatory budgeting was a huge difference, made a big difference in giving young people a voice. Now that's where the school, the students in the school are deciding how money is going to be spent. Yeah. And we also did a citywide and then the heads took over. So they're doing some PB at the heads. Um, I think the immigration policy was great. I think, you know, the state legislators and the city council and the mayor's office working together to get a new high school was great. So. All right. Uh, last question for Jess Vega. Um, you took too long. Last question for Jess Vega. <laughs> oh, oh, what's who's your favorite YouTuber? Yes, no, I share. Oh, my favorite YouTuber. I like Jackie Ina. She does makeup. So Jackie Ina. Um. Ah, uh, that's the first person I could think of off the top of my head. Okay. Are you ready now? We yeah. got. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Who's your favorite YouTuber? YouTuber, probably, uh, um, <laughs> well, it's not really a YouTuber, it's a streamer. Sure. Steambox? Of course. Besides Steambox. Your age, yeah. Because who, who is, who is your age? What do they do? He's a, he's a, a black streamer. He's just, he's a just chatting. He just, is he going to cool guy? Overall, <laughs> overall, he seems like a cool guy. All right, cool. He kind of like does collabs with uh, Kai Sanat, top streamer of 2022. And Boots Jogwa is streaming. He's that's kind of like the underrated type person. He gets fanned every other day. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, thank you. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to come back and make sure I got that. What was your last question? What's your favorite place to eat? Like, where's your favorite place to eat? Oh, La Fori. I love food in general. I love La Casona, which is Colombian. I like this Colombian bakery in Pataki that's really good because they have the noilos. Um And then my mom is a really good cook. So I love homemade Dominican food. But I love food. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? A lot of people. I didn't appreciate it until I got much older. Because when I used to come home and I used to be eating rice, beans, and chicken after school, I used to get so mad. Like, ugh, again? But I love. It was rice, beans, and chicken all the time. All the time. Every day for us is rice, beans, and chicken. Which, yeah. Uh, what is what is your favorite food? What do you what do you eat? To be honest, why would you lie? Uh, 
You're right. <laughs> uh, like any. Oh my god, this is gonna come out horrible. Uh, any type of meat, just like because I love rib, like ribs, wings, anything, anything, any type of Hispanic. Like the, yeah, um, my home cooking. I love home cooking. Just home cooked Arizona, and Arizona, Arizona the drink. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I'm about to spend twenty dollars on twenty cans. So that is. Yo, bro, <laughs> hop, hop off. Did we miss any foods? Tostones are always good. Platanos, any way you cook them, is amazing. I don't care if they're mashed or foil, since fried. I love platanos. Happy birthday, uh, by the way. Thank you're, you. You're just, uh, you owe me tacos. You yeah. owe me tacos, and I'm bougie about my tacos. Like, I don't. I need my tacos to be made by like someone's grandma. Here's what. Here's what my girlfriend made. Uh, she she wanted. She knows that I love like a Puerto Rican lasagna. She made platano lasagna. Have you ever had this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I know how to cook. You know how to cook that? <laughs> Uh, yo, it's dope. And she made it. Call it, call it. Pastelon. 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 It's pa- pastelon. We call it piñon. Uh, and it's it's different. I know it's different in different cultures. But man, I was so it was so good. It, I know she was scared to feed it to me. Uh, she felt like an imposter, probably you know making it. But it it was so good. Uh, so shout out to her because that was dope. I wanted to make sure we got all the food in there. I'm with you. I'm definitely a meat dude. Uh, but also, um. Also, time is different for you right now. We talked about upcoming political things. Unless you're ready to make an announcement right now, uh, who do you want to give a shout out to? Like, who who should who should we shout out? And where should people find more information about you and your work at uh, Rhode Island Kids Count? You can go RhodeIslandKidsCount.org. You can follow me on Twitter. I got a new Twitter. A new Twitter. It's called Hey Jess. Hey Jess. I never use it, but I gotta get into Twitter. It sounds like a TV show. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like, hey, Jess, and you just reach out. Um, shout out to all the legislators and folks in Central Falls. You guys are doing amazing work. Um, my mom, of course, Nilda, who's going to come to the show. Shout out, Nilda. Shout out, Raul. Raul. Um, I hate this. I shouldn't really be prepared. Yeah, everybody who I love and friends and families, you already know who you are. We were number one in the world for 17 straight weeks and nobody, like, we get like two likes on Twitter. Like Twitter hates us, right? We get nothing on Twitter. But I would like to say shout out to John Jones, the new heavyweight champion of the UFC. You know, after that, do your hiatus, you know, he still did a two minute round. Shout out to John Jones. Okay. I'm not even, I'm not even mad at that. Uh, Jessica Vega, you have been seen. Thank you for being on uh, the podcast. Steve Parks from Highlander Charter School, double the energy. Uh, Double the energy. We're going to say peace out to the world. Say peace out. Peace out.